Hi guys. Hi guys. Welcome back to the Digital Marketing Babes podcast. This week we're talking about SEO. What the fuck is SEO? <laughs> I know, right? Like so many people are baffled by SEO, but don't worry, babes, we are here to help. So SEO stands for search engine optimization. It's essentially the practice of getting your website higher up on the Google search results page. Worth noting though, other search engines are available. Obviously, when we're talking about improving your website on Google, your work will also improve your website for search engines like Yahoo and Bing. Exactly. So before we get started, we should probably tell our listeners how SEO works. Essentially, search engines scour the internet for content that's relevant to what users have searched for. That's right. Search engines will then store and organise the content found during the crawling process. And they'll then index this, which is basically like ranking the websites in order of relevance. Search engines will then provide pieces of content that will best answer the searcher's question, which means that results are ordered by relevant to least relevant. Yeah, exactly. It's all about telling Google your page is relevant. Now, in SEO, there's something called ranking factors. It's like a checklist for a search engine. So it uses these essentially to decide uh, what gets displayed for those search results and in what order. Question, um, like what are some examples of ranking factors? Yeah, so like your your content, for example. So using keywords that's relevant to what you want to appear for. Like if you want to appear for the term cruelty-free vegan makeup, then this is what you'll need to have integrated into your webpage content. Uh, Another example would be like technical aspects of your website, like the page load speed as well, whether it's fast or slow for mobile as well. So essentially, if your webpage is slow, then it won't rank very well. Nope. So is that why some pages are super basic, like no images, but great copy or... Are they just lazy? Mm, you can have compressed images and you can have a really lovely visual site and still have fast page speed. It all depends on kind of like the code in the background. So if that's really simplified, then your page should load up quite quickly. Does that make sense? It actually does. Thank you. And I guess that links nicely onto user experience. So Google and other search engines essentially want to make sure people make their websites better for users. So most of the ranking factors they will check will be making your website better and easier to use. That's just all Google wants is a just a better overall experience. So that's why a lot of these factors are linked. So Amber, how can people use keywords to improve their SEO? And I'm asking Amber because she is the queen of content. That's right. So there are two types of keywords. They are called short tail and long tail. I like to think of it as a a little dog and a big dog because one's got a short tail and one's got a long tail. Woof. (laughs) I don't know why I said that. (laughs) That's so not like you. That's more of an amber thing. Are you feeling okay? I don't know. (laughs) Anyway... (laughs) Short-tail keywords are like the name. They're broad keywords that are highly competitive but have high search volume. So an example would be brownie recipe or my favourite, black jeans. Long-tail keywords, woof woof to Alice. Uh, Have you guessed it? No? Okay, well, I'll tell you. They're long. They're longer searches that are more specific. They have lower search volumes but are far less competitive. So an example would be easy to make vegan brownie recipe or black ripped boyfriend jeans with sequins up the side 
Oh, sequins out the sides. Yeah, love that. Really good examples of the difference between short and long tail keywords. And you want to have a mixture of those within your content. So for example, for blog posts, you'll want to create content that your audience will be searching for. Question again, how will people know what their audience is searching for? Great question. That is, yeah, there's so many ways to find this out. The number one recommendation for anyone listening to this podcast is to set up Google Search Console. This will show you exactly what people have searched for to find your website. You can also use something called Google Keyword Planner. You enter in a keyword and it will tell you the average monthly searches and the level of competition. It's great for keyword research for both SEO and PPC. And finally, you can use Google Trends. It shows you what search trends were from the past 12 months and it's a refer platform for content inspiration as well. Are they all free to use? Yes, all totally free. That's great because some marketing departments don't have great budgets. So it would be nice for people to get to explore things without having to, you know, ask for the for the money for it, which, which is really great. Um, and it's typical that they're all Google platforms. I mean, it's really no wonder that Google has 85% of the market share. I know, right? So much. But Bing now has 10%. And I think it's from all those uh, people that have Windows and haven't changed uh, Google to their default search engine. Guilty on my work laptop, Bing all the way. No, okay, I'm straight to Google, anyway. I mean, only when I open an email attachment, I still haven't set uh, Google Chrome as my like default browser. No, that is number one priority for Monday morning. Uh, fine, okay then. <laughs> Okay, let's move on to meta descriptions. A snippet of about 155 characters which give a summary of the page's content. So this actually appears when you search for something like brownie recipe, you'll see the results page and you can see what's appearing and there'll be a header and there'll also be a block of text underneath and that is your meta description. So that's what you want to be focusing on. So meta description, you mentioned there's 155 characters. A lot of the younger marketing babes won't know the pain of, you know, limiting characters to 140 when tweets were so, so small. Oh, I remember. But a seasoned marketer would like, would know the pain. And they're so accustomed to meta descriptions because of that, I feel. You have to be so clever with your words. Is that the difference between millennial and Gen Z marketers? (laughs) You know what? I really do think that is. That, like, that would be the case. Love it. I'm going to have to Google that after the show to find out. I'm going to do a poll. I'm going to write that down on LinkedIn. Amber is a LinkedIn influencer now. 500 plus connections. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Who's your most famous LinkedIn connection, Alice? (laughs) You. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Um, Right, should we go back to meta descriptions? (laughs) Yep, sorry guys, distracted. So your meta description needs to be like a mini advert because the whole purpose is to get more users to click on your website listing. So Google measures the click-through rate as a ranking factor. The click-through rate is the percentage of users that see your search listing and click on it. So having a higher click-through rate means your website will be bumped up the page. Amber, what tips can we give listeners for writing their meta description? Well, my friends, you can have a call to action such as find out more or read the blog or, you know, sign up to a mailing list, ETC, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Include all your keywords in the meta description. 
make sure you've written a meta description for every page of your website. If you haven't written one, Google will show the first line from your web page so it won't be optimized. And the first line is normally something that's not what people will be searching for. So just make sure it works for you guys. And finally, give an incentive to click. If you've got a sale on for a week, shout about it and make sure the meta description knows it because it will significantly improve your click-through rate. I mean, I'm more likely to click on something that tells me there's 50% off because save some holla dolly, yo. Exactly. And what Google does is it like, it puts your keywords in bold. So if I've searched for, I'm obviously thinking about brownies. If I search for brownie recipe um, or gluten-free brownie recipe, it will embolden gluten. So if you've got that in your meta description and people quite clearly see gluten in bold, they're more likely to click on your website because they already know it's relevant. You do have brownies on their mind. I'm going to have to post some to you. Oh, just thinking about them, you know. (laughs) I might make some. Do it. I won't make any. (laughs) Those tips are really helpful, though. And yeah, yes to all of them. So we are going to move on to another SEO tip, which is links. So that refers to backlinks, outbound links and internal links. I thought you were talking about links Africa, the eternal spray of teenage boys worldwide. (laughs) oh my god you know what do you remember that advert (laughs) well first of all i don't know which advert but if it's the chocolate one lol yes but secondly my mum put a lynx africa gift set in my room like first one not a man or a teenage boy i was like what is this for i was just so confused that's so bizarre did you question wendy or did you just take it like a champ (laughs) i put it under her pillow (laughs) It was literally the other day, I just had to turn around and check it wasn't still there because she's the type of person who would bring it back into my room. That's so random. No idea why. I I mean, I don't know what to suggest. It smells nice, but just not for for the body. Yeah, no, I use Dove because Dove is just the way forward for middle 20s ladies. Mm, I see that for you, actually. (laughs) I feel like you would just have really like, you've got very glowy skin, so imagine you've got soft skin. Is that weird? Oh my god, my skin is so soft it actually shines. I like, knew I'm, it. <laughs> I'm known for my soft skin. Honestly, people stroke my arms. <laughs> See, I knew it. I just am as a girl that has soft skin, you can just tell. Yep, exfoliating gloves all the way. <laughs> and people that have listened to the podcast um, or listened to the first episode will know that me and Amber have only met once in real life and that was at a NHS volunteering day, so um, I was not touching her arms. It was very... <laughs> very professional (laughs) darn next time disappointing (laughs) back to links (laughs) yes so we'll go back to links how about back to back links which is the process of getting other websites to link back to yours right yeah yeah so you could do this through lots of different ways so digital pr guest blogging or asking bloggers to write about your product or service Yes, Uh, digital PR is on the rise and it doesn't just have to be talking about your brand. For example, um, representative from Mothercare did a guest blog for The Guardian called Baby Names Inspired by Bridgerton. Do you want to know a fun fact about that? Yeah. I watched the first seven minutes and I haven't watched it like anymore. I can't do it. I just was like, this is this is shit. Bridgerton is awful. No, it's so good. And there's like a 12 minute sex scene. It's so Jesus Christ. I mean, that's not why we watch it, but like, he's a spice, so no? No, I mean, I saw Tracy Beaker's mum was in it. I told my nine-year-old niece that Tracy Beaker's mum is actually an actress. (laughs) 
she loved that fact, but I didn't let her watch the show because obviously it's about seven minutes in, something happens. Yeah. So. Interesting. Um. <laughs> yeah. You know what my mum says about the show? I love all the colours. <laughs> oh, I mean, that outfit's all fab. I did really enjoy watching it. And I think you're the only person I know who hasn't watched it, other than my mum. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but that's a really good example and it just shows that yeah you can do digital PR that doesn't just have to be talking about your brand or your products so moving on to outbound links these refer to links that go to other websites your website probably does this already like linking to your social media or you know maybe a podcast that you run but you should also hyperlink your clients names for example so example on our website we uh, link off to our socials but if we talked about collaborating with a brand such as Nike even though Nike don't need the backlinks it is best practice to hyperlink their brand name once with their website domain because this tells google you've got a good user journey first of all i'd just like to say nike if you are listening i wear a lady size nine and a half and i would love you to send me some more trainers (laughs) and secondly alice why please thanks yeah uh, so it tells google your website has like a strong user journey and You'll also be giving Nike a backlink. I don't think they need it, but you never know. I need it. But that does make sense. And I guess it all comes back to user experience, right? Exactly. So the final link is internal links. This is the process of linking your pages on your website. So an example of this would be linking to your get in touch page at the bottom of your blog. Yeah. I also trying to think about our blog. And I think we only have two calls to action, like in from our, all of our blogs. So we should probably practice what we preach. I know, but it's always hard to take your own advice. Like, I I could honestly, like, deal advice for a living. Mm. And I just can't take it myself. I'm the same. Art does not imitate life. <laughs> <laughs> or is it the other way around? I don't know. I mean, I thought, I mean, this is obviously, we hope, has been a helpful episode. But, um, yeah, also been a lot of uh, giggling on our part. I think it's because it's a Friday evening and we're a little bit, like... I'm feeling a little bit silly. Same. And I've got pizza coming. So. <laughs> I've like I've had the strong Friday feeling since I woke up. I like got in my car and the first song that played was Ariana Grande. I was like, oh, this is going to be a party day, isn't it? It was just a it was a vibe, strong vibes today. Let's wrap up the episode. I think we've covered a lot here, Amber. So maybe we can leave our babes with some like quick fire SEO tips. For real. Um, so a couple tips for you guys. Add keywords to your alternate text. Uh, this refers to your image description. So if someone doesn't have images loading up or they have image descriptions or they are visually impaired, this is great because it helps them, but also helps your results be found better. Does that even make linguistic sense? <laughs> be found better. <laughs> you know what I mean, guys. You can be found better. <laughs> it means that if you have keywords in your image, you can be found through Google Images. Oh, yeah, I know what that meant. I know what it means. I just don't know if my English was good. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. And if your brand wants to appear for local searches, set up Google My Business. Uh, You should also use Google Page Insights to test your website and see if it performs well. Create specific content for users based on what they're searching for. And finally, ensure your pages have at least 300 words. Google doesn't like pages with sparse content. And if you love a minimalistic website, then you can space it out and you can format it in the right way. Just don't have blank pages. 
Yeah, I mean, there is a great book, White Space is Not the Enemy, but when it comes to SEO, White Space is the enemy when it comes to like blogs and things you need to have nice, rich text. But you know what, Alice? What? You know what, listeners? What? You've made it to the end. <laughs> you are now an SEO babe. You know what you can do? You can DM us for a special gift. Yeah, don't know, we don't know what that is going to be yet. But uh, yeah, if you've made it to the end, DM us, let us know. We'll send you a little present. Yeah. Virtual present, probably. Yeah, we will. Might be a picture of my elbow. Let you feel my smooth arm. I'm vaccinated now. You can come close. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that is obviously a great plug. So, babes, you can always slide into our DMs at Digital Marketing Babes. And you can also catch up on our blogs and visit our website and look at the two really great headshots of Alice and I at www.digitalmarketingbabes.com. Please leave us a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. It helps make our podcast visible so we can help more babes like you. Dreamy. You know what? I think this is a dreamy episode. I'm going to give this one a solid 10 out of 10. Me too. This has been fun to record and hopefully fun for people to listen to. So much fun. We just, I don't know what our episode title is going to be. Hmm. <sighs> We're not sure. Bark for me, Alice. <laughs> this is where me and Amber will just start saying weird things so we can add it as a, a clickbait title. <laughs> well, I guess that's it then. Mm. Bye, guys. Goodbye, my lovers. Goodbye, my friend. You have been the one. You have been the one for me. Goodbye, my lover. No, that's it. Bye, guys. <laughs>